News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Mark Lawrence is still taking some days off. He is going to take today off, tomorrow off. Be back with us on Monday. And so in the meantime, Steve Kushaloff has kindly con- consented to join us again here. I was kindly. going to say condescended, but that comes later in the program when I Cond- when I offer an opinion and you condescend. I think no, I think Steve Kushaloff has kindly consented. That's what I said. I, I was searching for that word. Right, right. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565. On the Mark is brought to you by the good folks at the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicle, state inspection, night for tires and they're open Monday through Friday 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks and a master towing service with decades of experience. So Steve, yesterday you yeah, know, you, yeah. you did admit you did admit that perhaps the Biden administration was not quite as efficient as it could have been in dealing with the border. Did you happen to see Secretary Mayorka's appearance before Congress yesterday? I don't believe I... I think I missed that, Joe. Oh, I, I'm sorry I, you did. It well, was most I, my enlightening. TV, my TV doesn't get Fox <laughs> News, so I, I'm sure I missed it. Oh, you think that Fox was the only one that covered it? Well, go ahead. Let, go ahead. Well, no, I thought it was very interesting. Elaborate. I mean, Secretary Mayorka said that he had the border under control. There you go. That they were doing everything they needed to be doing to take care of everything down there. Of course, that met with some Republican blowback. And one, I thought, the best question, and he couldn't answer it. He absolutely couldn't answer mm-hmm. it. The best question he was asked was, if this is the border under control, would you define what out of control would look like? And he couldn't answer that, because out of control, you would have to say, would be people streaming across the border illegally, and were unable to catch everybody coming across. But that he couldn't answer that, so he had to go on and say that they had mischaracterized other things he said. Okay, so, you know, like I said, I I, I uh, did agree with you that there has been mishandling of the border. What, what what really gets galls me though is not, you know, it's unfortunate. At the very least, it's unfortunate what's happening at the border. But this is just, it is another excellent example of uh, what what the right wing does. I mean, you know, you folks are all about just uh, trying to create alarm, uh, upsetness. Uh, that type of thing. You know, I, I was looking the other day. We've got elections. Gee, we create we, alarm and upsetness? Upsetness. And Democrats we, don't ever do that. Oh, got, no. <laughs> you know, hey. I'm what gonna, alarm? I mean, uh, don't you think that it's bad okay, enough that people are streaming think, across our border? What do you think is the um, the top issue in America? What 
what's the top issue that concerns people? What's the top issue and what percent of Americans are concerned about it? I would say inflation Very and at least good. 60%. Well, what I've got here is the top is uh, inflation, and that is 17, 17%. Well, I think it's going to wind up being closer to 100% as people well, face that higher be. and higher prices Okay, so the that's, Biden um, price hike. So... Uh, Okay, so we got inflation at 17%. Number two issue is uh, the economy, uh, which is at 11%. Then we've got Im immigration is in there. Immigration is in there at 5%. So I'm not... And who, who, among whom was this poll conducted? You know, I, I guess I could, I'll have to go back and search. Probably liberal Democrats. Probably not. Who it was voted probably, for Biden. It was, I'm sure it was <laughs> Pew Research or Associated Press or something like that. And again... Again, I am not saying I'm not saying that there is not a reason for concern, but you folks, you make this the number one issue. For instance, this morning I opened my email. I'm sitting at my house, drinking my coffee, getting ready to come on on the mark where I enjoy seeing my good <laughs> buddy Joe. And of course, what do I see? I see emails about critical race theory and all. Oh my God, they're taking federal money and they're going to teach it. Do you ever read the columnist Leonard Pitt Jr.? No, I find him to be far too left for my taste. Oh, well, you know, he's in a, he's in our local newspaper. I Joe, know he is, and that's that, that's their problem, not I, mine. I know they should be running these. Okay, they so should be running Sean Hannity. Yeah. Oh God, please! I just I just ate breakfast. I'd like to keep it down. Hey, uh, you know he's the longest running TV host ever. That's fantastic. He replay he surplus. Or surplanted, um, oh, uh, Larry King. Just oh, uh, okay. Well, that's great company. Larry King, Paul Harvey. I mean, we've got you know, Joe. As a as a broadcaster, you know, there've been a lot of uh, people with longevity, uh, mispronounced, behind the mic. Longevity. Longevity. <laughs> Thank you. I, I like longevity better. It sounds more impressive. Well, it kind of sounds like <laughs> condescension. But anyway, uh, I don't think that's a uh, that's not. There, there's more to being a good broadcaster broadcaster than simply being able to sit upright behind a microphone. Anyway, you know, here, here's what Leonard hey, Pitt said. at my age, I'm happy to be sitting upright at a microphone. <laughs> this is what Leonard Pitt said in a very recent column in our local newspaper. He says that's about all that the Republican Party does these days. In the absence of ideas, it throws rocks, such as alarm words like pedophiles, critical race theory, black Black Lives Matter, War on Christmas, Dr. Seuss, Disney, cancel culture, Benghazi, death panels, caravan. And why do the Republicans bring these things up? Because crazy Democrats no. are are pushing them. No, they put because the Demo the Republicans have no ideas for really coming up with uh, plans, programs, etc. Now you said yourself you think inflation is the number one idea. I want to hear number one problem. Uh, number one problem. Number, I want to hear the Republicans' plan. Oh, there is stop spending. Combat. They made that yes, cl very clear. That's a heck of Yesterday, a plan. Yesterday, they had a press conference among Republican congressmen. The plan was to stop, stop, stop the superfluous spending. Stop the spending. I know we had a guy on yesterday who said we, should be, uh, we shouldn't be. Uh, 
helping out the Ukrainians unless we can sell them guns and bullets. You know, Mitch McConnell, another one of your heroes. Not Mitch, my hero. Okay. Mitch McConnell has made it pretty clear he does not think the Republicans should come up with any kind of a legislative agenda prior to the midterm elections. Just run and go for it, but don't tell people well, they're what you're planning with, they're to do. They're going to come up with one of the most successful plans ever. Uh, up there with uh, the, the plan a few years ago uh, that brought back the House for the Republicans, the contract oh, with America. I, no way. Yeah. I, you know, that. see, that's the first thing but, I, I mean, thought You of. know, yesterday we talked about uh, student loans, and I saw this morning Bernie was on television saying, we got to forgive all these. If we could okay. do this, we could do that. We could forgive multiple trillions of dollars that's of student great. debt. That's Bernie Sanders. That's one guy. That's flaky stuff on your side. No. They're well, saying is, they're trying the, to scare people. Oh, these poor people can't pay their debts, so when, we got to forgive them. When you hear, that's pretty crazy. When you hear a guy like Bernie Sanders come on and say what you just said, said, that is the beginning of debate. That's the beginning of debate. And it's not going to it's not going to come out where we're going to. So talking about critical race theory and uh, being objecting to that, being taught to kids in school, objecting to uh, kids in third uh, kindergarten through fourth grade being taught about uh, LBGTQ issues. That's that's not a start for debate. That that's just Republican. Maybe it is a start tactics. Maybe it is a start for debate. But again, the Republicans don't even debate it. Look what's happening down in Texas, where the where Texas lawmakers have removed or are starting to remove 850 books out of school libraries. Uh, you know, it started back last year. They came up with 850 well, titles I don't, of I don't approve books. of removing any book. I mean, if a kid wants to read a book and there's someone there to explain it to him if he doesn't understand it, I've got no problem with him reading the books. I can't. I can think of very few books I would ban. That's a slippery slope. You start that and it becomes worse and worse and worse is going on. The important thing is is to make sure that the books the kids read are appropriate for their age. That's my concern. Not banning them, but making sure they don't have access to books that they can't handle and they don't have the maturity to assess in a proper way. Okay, and maybe what you just said, maybe that's the beginning of debate, but to too many people on your side of the aisle, it's not the beginning of the debate, it's the end of the debate. They grab the book, they say... Kids are not mature enough to handle this book. Boom, it's out. Uh, fortunately, this case down in Texas is uh, there's been a lawsuit filed, and it's going to like so many things. It's going to end up they're going to end up duking it out in court. But you know that's what just just. <laughs> it depresses me. I, I'll be honest with you. It just depresses me that, you know, in, in this country right now, instead of focusing on issues like roads and bridges and inflation, absolutely, this is what we're focusing on. Stuff like uh, LGBTQ. But you're missing the bigger picture. The bigger picture is whether or not parents have a right to determine what it is their kids are taught. That's what is the fuel behind this, this if you will, insurrection, as you might like to call it, among parents. Look at what's happened in, in Virginia. It changed the whole governor's race. Yeah. And, and, it, and it made, you know, made Virginia red again. You know what's started it was mandates about masks. That's what uh, got, uh, because there's, I agree with you, parents have to be involved in what is being taught in the schools. Um, but it, it started with the parents getting 
so outrageously upset about, oh, these schools with their uh, mandates that the kids have to wear masks. Well, let's see how much further we can push it. Let's see. Well, we don't think we don't think the kids ought to be uh, reading these books. We don't think the kids ought to be learning this. Maybe we're going to let's talk about what they're being served in the cafeteria. See, this is what happens, Joe. What are they being served in the cafeteria? Well, I don't know, but that was just an example. <laughs> okay. But what happens is Authority, and it isn't just authoritarians, but because you're right, both sides, this is what happens when one side or the other becomes entrenched, take, gets too much power, they overreach. Do you remember what, you remember intelligent design? I do, and hold on to that thought because we've got to take a break and we have a phone call pending. Write that down so you don't forget it. We'll come back to it in a minute. Uh, Stan, hang on. We'll get to you as soon as we can, but we want to set the show up and we've got to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back with more of On the Mark in just a moment. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Okay, welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranham with Steve Kushaloff. Stan has patiently waited as uh, Steve and I have been discussing something. Stan, you're on the mark. Good morning. Good morning. So what Steve is saying that uh, the border, the the crisis at the border is a vast right wing conspiracy. No. <laughs> oh, that's what it sounded like because that you say that's all the Republicans care about. Well, every American should care about our sovereignty at the border and the invasion that is happening on a monthly, actually daily basis. Everybody, every American should care about that, and if they don't, they're fools. Okay. Okay. We're being overrun because we don't know who's coming in. Where a lot of them are criminals, a lot of them are bringing drugs, and a lot of them, yes, are coming here because they want better economic opportunity, which isn't a reason for asylum, by the way. True. That's very true. It's not. So I agree with you. So, so you know, and that that that's what's going on at the border. But of course, my orca says that he inherited a broken system. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, the border wasn't completely under control, but it was headed that way when Mr. Joe Biden came into office and on day one signed executive orders to stop building the wall and to stop the remain in Mexico policy. And he didn't stop for Title 42 to keep them out because of health reasons. Actually, they get in and they supposedly return them on a speedy basis because of that, although I think they've been spreading people around with COVID around the country, some of the people they've shipped, because they didn't test them and they were sick. There's reports of that, that the people getting on the buses and stuff were sick and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, so I don't want to hear from Mr. Mayorkas that... He inherited a broken system. No, they broke the system. They made it worse. 
And that's, you know, that's the thing. And as far as, you know, parents becoming involved in school, Steve, the reason, and it wasn't mass mandates had something to do with it, but what really happened is when they had all the online learning, the parents actually saw the crap that some of these teachers were teaching to the kids, and they got involved because they wanted it stopped. That's what happened. Well, I don't know about that, but I'll go ahead. You no, know, that's got, what happened. Well, I the, the parents I've, saw it. They actually witnessed it because they were in the room when the instruction was kind of going on. And they said, what, what is this stuff that they're putting out there to the kids? You know, we've got to worry about their pronouns and all this stuff. No, that's, that, that's not something that should be taught to elementary school kids. It shouldn't be taught to anybody. It's all a bunch of garbage. But that's the kind of stuff that they were putting out there. And the parents are fed up. And it shows because they're voting. And they're going to vote these people out that are doing allowing this stuff to happen. It happened in Virginia last year. Hopefully it happens here in this state. And it continues that. Now, I don't see a bigger problem in this area with that kind of stuff. You don't hear about it because this is a little more conservative area. And the people in the school boards don't think quite that way. Now, I'm sure there are some in the area that do. I don't go to all the school board meetings because I don't have time for it. But you don't hear to see the reports in the paper like you do in these other states. Well, the only thing, when you, the only response I have, Stan, uh, number one, uh, if what maybe what you're saying is true, I, I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't read that. I do know that I have a uh, 11 year old grandson who spent a lot of time looking at a computer screen, uh, you know, f- for his education because of COVID. Uh, my grandson was not, from what his mother says, was not is not didn't really take to that way of learning very well and so my daughter had to kind of almost sit there for the whole time and and help him get through all this for what it's worth i never heard my daughter say boy you ought to see some of the stuff they're trying to teach him as i said in this area i don't think we have as big a problem with that wasn't in this but in the bigger cities and some of these other states they do have problems with it and that's what people are focusing on in those states. In Florida, evidently, they had the problem. They have transition rooms in some of these schools because a person goes in, you know, a, a boy or a girl goes in and say, today I don't feel like a boy or a girl. I want to. Feel, I feel like a woman or, or, or a, a girl or a boy instead. Well, then they never tell the parents. That's where the big problem is. Well, the article, they're, doing, they're going through this stuff and they're not telling the parents. The article that uh, Steve referred to that I sent him this morning is about something very similar. It's about the uh, uh, American Rescue Plan ARP money being used now and it was sold to us as a matter of life and death. I mean, Democrats like Senator Raphael Warnock described the passing of ARP as, as literally a matter of life and death, but then it turns out they're using a lot of the money to, uh, to teach uh, critical race theory or some elements of it and equity training and all this, uh, the, the liberal stuff that, that people are objecting to. Well, the article you sent me, Joe, talked about, uh, it, it, it talked about California. I think it talked about... California, uh, Illinois, and a couple of other you states. Know, so, of course, I looked it up, and uh, part of the American Rescue Plan did include something called SEL funding, social emotional learning, which I'm sure there's a lot of listeners, they don't like that, but again, there's a lot of 
listeners out there who uh, complain over the years that, you know, kids are just not getting a well-rounded education and they're not learning this stuff. Okay, so... Uh, but a well-rounded education in the basics, not, not this liberal far-left stuff about teaching kids in kindergarten about LGBTQ issues. That's not exactly age-appropriate, in my opinion. It's like I said exactly. yesterday. You got a kid who come. I mean, this is just such a far off example. But you got a kid uh, who says uh, the teacher hands him a form, says, "And I want your mommy to. I want your mom to sign this form and bring it back." And the kid says, "Well, you know, I have two mommies. Which one should sign it?" You know, I, as much as you might like to deny it, there are families uh, where there are. Two women who are running the household or two men who are running the household. And uh, I know you would like to just bury your head in the sand and pretend that that's not the case, but it is the case. And this idea that... Uh, I'm sure they'd find somebody in the family I to sign it. This <laughs> idea that uh, by simply facing up to the fact that there, are, that there are changes like that, the idea that this is going to sexualize <laughs> our children, you know, it just blows my mind. But then I, and I go right back to this huh. column, right back to this column from Leonard Pitt, because this is what right-wingers do. Well, they just throw out. They so, just throw out one of our e One of our emailers says, so Biden saying the winter of severe illness and death for the unvaccinated wasn't meant to scare folks into the jab? No, yeah, maybe it was. Well, so, so the Democrats are doing <laughs> scare tactics too, right? Well, maybe they're they're saying that's how you're gonna that's how we're gonna get through this pandemic by people getting vaccinated. But they didn't all die. Oh my! <laughs> I made I made it through the winter of death. Oh my! Yeah, well, congratulations! I, I, made, I made it too, but I'm vaccinated. You pro are you vaccinated? Nope, no, and okay. I won't be. All right, because they haven't proved that it works. Well, I, I, I think it works because I didn't get it, and nobody in my family who got vaccinated got it. So as far yeah, as I'm, I'm concerned. I'm just the opposite, Joe. I work with people that had gotten vaccinated and got it. I live with somebody that had vaccinated and got it, and I still haven't gotten it. So prove to me that it works, and they can't. Well, prove to me that it doesn't work, and you can't. You're right. I can't. <laughs> now, they say it may prevent people from going to the hospital. I don't know if it does or not. You know, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Worth a shot. Hey, yeah, listen, well, we no, actually, I don't know if it is because the side effects, they still haven't told us what all the side effects and how long term this stuff is. There's too many reports of people out there being sick from the shot and not from COVID. Yeah. And it's long-term effects for some of these people. I don't want nothing to do with it. Well, fair because enough. Because of that. That's your choice in a free country. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm keeping my free choice. Okay. Hey, you listen, know? we gotta we we gotta move along. Thanks, Stan. Appreciate your call. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com, as several people have done. Uh, one of our emailers says Texas is banning books they do not want used as textbooks. No one is saying kids can't read them on their own. That's a good point. I thought you were talking about they are actual these books. No, these are from what I have read. We're not talking about textbooks. We're talking. But they did. They did and, and go through textbooks. Oh, I know because they also wanted to ban, or somebody wanted to ban, like fifty math books. No, what I have, what I've read, it, these are library books, including one book that was actually a, the winner of the Caldecott Medal, which uh, is a, is an award, as you probably know, that's always give, that's given out to uh, children's books. It was written 50, 50 years ago. It's called In the Night Kitchen. You could look it up. In the Night Kitchen. 
kitchen. This is one of the 850 books that Texas wants to ban. And these are not these are not these are not textbooks. These are books that are in the school libraries. Okay. Well, there I I would probably tend to agree with you more than disagree. But you know the math books that that say if uh, Johnny has two apples and sells one, uh, how many apples does he have left? That's a different than the same question being put like Johnny, a, a um, migrant worker whose family is poverty stricken, has been lucky to acquire two apples. One is stolen from him by a white person. How many apples does he have left? So there's a difference in there would using be. using the textbooks to teach social engineering as opposed to teaching right. the basics. And I and I want you to find that passage in a math book and send it to me, and then I'll agree that I'm you're right. I'm being hypothetical, but you that's know, the kind of thing they objected to. I'm using that as an illustration of what Texas objected to. You the art you sent me that article this morning about uh, people using uh, a portion of the American Rescue Funds for uh, for education in in ways that you so I thought okay I got to go I got to research this because everything Joe says you know I have to take up and uh, the only thing I could find I could only find it in a in a Fox News report and in a report from something called the Texas Scorecard which is apparently it's a very right-wing either publication or website. Uh, I, here's how they describe it. They describe that that funding, it's used to psychologically manipulate a student's beliefs, values, and worldviews in order to shift them to socialism, secular humanism, and a new world well, that's order. Not, that is not what was in the story, which I'll admit came from Fox. They are reporting the news, which you may not like because it's straightforward and factual. They say the California Department of Education was awarded $15.1 billion in ARP-ESSER funding to implement its school reopening plan, which included $1.5 billion for training resources for school staff regarding high-need topics like implicit bias training. Now, it was sold to us on the basis of life and death. This plan is life and death. Implicit bias training is not life or death issues. It was also uh, intended to help schools reopen. So a big portion of the American Rescue You couldn't reopen without having schools. bias training well, for the I'm just staff. saying <laughs> a lot of it was for, for schools. we got to take a break for the news. We'll be back. WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania, on the mark. I'm Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushloff. Give us a call, 1-800-795-9565. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you and welcome back on board On the Mark. With me today is Steve Kushloff as Mark Lawrence takes some time off. Mark will be back with us on Monday. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 19. 19- 
15, 4th Street and Sunbury, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials. You can build a Ford, build a Ford car or truck to your specifications and click on a coupon for the Works Fuel Saver Package. And remember, the Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia cars. They're the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks and they're a master towing service with decades of experience. Our toll-free line is open. We have an open phones day, 1-800-795-9565 or email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Taking a look at our news headlines this morning, the building and grounds of the former country-covered restaurant and gift shops officially have a new owner. Evangelical Community Hospital announced Wednesday they have finalized negotiations with the Baylor Ham Companies to purchase the property at the corner of Hafer Road and Route 15. Evangelical says the property closing will occur in May. At this time, a hospital statement indicates they do not have any immediate plans for the property. I'm hoping they bring back the breakfast buffet. Uh, President and CEO Kendra Ocker says the hospital was immediately interested in the property when it first became available. Ocker calls it an excellent location and it's contiguous with some of the other hospital properties in the surrounding area. Two separate deaths are being investigated in Northumberland County. Stonington State Police say a 16-year-old male from Herndon died Friday at a home in Jackson Township. And troopers say a 61-year-old man, David Dybert of Herndon, died sometime between last Friday and Saturday at a home in Jordan Township. Both investigations are ongoing. No other information is immediately available. And finally, daily COVID case counts are climbing again. Pennsylvania Wednesday recorded its largely largest daily increase in COVID cases in the last two months. There is a sharp increase in Valley cases and statewide hospitalizations have another noticeable increase as well. In its Wednesday update, the State Department of Health reported 2,173 new cases since Tuesday's update. That brings the pandemic total in Pennsylvania to 2,812,954. That's our look at the news headlines this morning. Welcome back to On the Mark. We've got two callers waiting online. So, Joe from Sunbury, you go first, sir. You're on the mark. Uh, thank you. A uh, little bit of cleanup from yesterday when uh, I called and uh, when Chris said about Judy calling that he doesn't answer questions. And then I called and said the same thing. Uh, for one thing, he started out, I did a little uh, looking uh, on the Internet uh, you can file bankruptcy on a student loan, and uh, if you want to look at an uh, article by a lawyer named Adam Minsky, who I never heard of before, on 1028-21, he wrote an article and uh, about, uh, I think this is kind of his specialty, about student loans. He does declare that it's not easy, but it's uh, a legal avenue to uh, declare bankruptcy, and it, it does... Uh, use the words he uses the words and the government does too that you have to prove undue hardship and uh i do believe that kind of weaves in because joe did ask the question why why would me bailing you out be a good thing for america and why should i pay your debt and i i said chris didn't answer that question well first of all he went to uh some about school scamming uh people and then you know they're they're not delivering right uh so he wasn't sure about that, and I'm not either, and I'm not going to look that up if 
say that Trump had to pay back, I don't know. So anyhow, that didn't qualify as an answer because he said at the end he's not sure about that. So in the second uh, part of that answer, it says if your education, if your education failed. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm saying Chris probably thinks he answered Joe's questions about that, but it was specific to the the bank or the forgiveness loan that's going on now, what they're contemplating, not um, uh, something in the past or something that I and I even said yesterday that I think we can agree on that if somebody has a a dire situation, if the government would seek them out and make public, you know what their situation is, that they, you know that they could be forgiven, and that's exactly what the due process is. It's not easy. So it's already in place, and I, I'd say if Chris thinks he answered the question, I think he thinks he did. I don't think he did. This is an opinion show, and one thing he doesn't uh, know about the, that you can file bankruptcy for a student loan, and he said you couldn't. And if maybe somebody could answer my question. I, I've never failed on a loan, but if I have a car loan, can they take my house for the car loan? No, I think they I'm can just sure repossess your car. Just repossess your car. Well, yeah. And he used the example that you said, well, they can't repossess your education. He said, well, they can take your house to pay for your education loan. So if, does that make sense now? At this point, I'm not sure if some, I mean, uh, is there a third opinion? I don't think you could re, you could declare somebody's house, take their house because they failed on their student loan, could you? That's my question. Can you do that? Well, I don't know. The only thing I've ever heard about uh, taking, quote unquote, taking somebody's house, I think the only, and Joe, you would probably know better, but I think the only thing they can do is they can put a lien, they can on put the a property, lien against right. the property. So but all that means- The point is, I'm not sure yeah. that his statement about you know, the repossessing of the house, so that wouldn't be good for America because then you'd be a, a homeless person. And he's just, he just uh, like people, a lot of people come to the same conclusion about Chris, which I do. And, uh, you know, he, so uh, I, I don't have to verbalize it because everybody knows. And, and uh, uh, maybe what I've been thinking about is a public service announcement. Uh, for everybody here that listens is that at the the last 15 minutes you could just give to Chris and he could correct everything that was said on the prior <laughs> you know hour and 45 minutes whatever I gotta, is there. I, so, after, uh, that would be a good one because then I would turn it off at that point because normally he doesn't know what he's talking about. Well I, I think so, Chris might be calling in a little earlier today after this <laughs> uh, phone call but hey I, I could it. be wrong on everything and believe me uh, he can look up some stuff. The guy's name's Adam Minsky. Uh, I, 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 I'm not going to read it word for word because Mark tells me I can't uh, read anything verbatim. But he says to Biden <laughs> at the end, he starts the article by saying that it's, it's possible but difficult, but the Biden administration is trying to make it easier by uh, defining undue process uh, to a you know, certain degree where somebody could say, yes, I fit like a piece of puzzle into this, not more of a general, you know, trying to put a square in a round hole. But okay. uh, he can read it. There may be an update. Maybe an update. That's 21. Nope. Uh, so uh, we'll I know they're out. a little bit off subject, a little mop up from yesterday. Okay. But uh, 
between Steve and Chris on the same show, that deserves a call. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Joe. Appreciate your call. Thanks, Joe. All right. I, you, you still have your skin. All right, Dan, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. You guys were talking about the banning of books. Well, this phenomenon started last century already, banning books. You cannot teach intelligent design in the public school system. That started a long time ago. And it's, uh, it's nothing new, but uh, I know my son was in school there. Uh, we were upset about it, but uh, we didn't really do anything. We did, You sort of take it, this is the way it is, and you're kind of stuck with it. But the parents in the recent years, at least they're getting out off their seats and doing something about it. I think they come to the conclusion enough is enough is enough already. So... Well, you, you meant, uh, Dan, you mentioned intelligent, excuse me, intelligent yeah. design. Were there books about intelligent? And and I let, if I could, let me just give a real quick, in my opinion, definition of intelligent design. It's ju it's uh, been presented as an alternative to uh, standard Darwinism. Darwinism evolution. So, Dan, were there ever books about intelligent design, design that were banned from schools? Well, the let's put it this way: the teaching of a creator is where the rubber met the road, and they wouldn't teach that there was a creator because they had already banned a lot the uh, basically the Bible and prayer. But there's nothing in the Bible about intelligent design, Dan. Designer, Dan. There's nothing in the Bible about intelligent design. You know, and I, I you read the it is a it is a theory. I mean, I personally believe in it, but it's a theory. You know, that it's not doesn't have to be taught in schools. It's something that you may personally believe, but it's not necessarily uh, demonstrable uh, that it is a, a, a fact. Just the same as Darwin isn't. Darwin isn't a fact. It's a theory. So it certainly isn't. And, so, you, know, you know, intelligent design is taught in the first okay. couple but that's chapters not, of Genesis. That's not the kind of book that we're talking about. I mean, I, I was looking up what, what he'd said about what Steve said about in Texas. Gone are books like The Jack of Hearts and Other Parts, a book uh, read about a gay teenager who isn't shy about discussing his adventurous sex life. Also banished, The Handsome Girl and Her Beautiful Boy, All Boys Aren't Blue, and Lawn Boy, all coming-of-age stories that prominently feature LGBTQ characters and passages about sex. Some titles were removed after parents formally complained, but others were quietly banned by the school district without official notice. So, I mean, that's the kind of book, and I don't say that those books should be taken out of school, but they should not be available unless they are age-appropriate for the person who's going to read them. You know, we didn't read any books like that when I went. There it, were no we books like that so much when garbage. I <laughs> It wasn't so much garbage. It might have been there, but we didn't read them. And that, that kind of trash don't need to be taught in the public school system. You know, I, it's a shame 
you kick out one thing and what comes in a bunch of other junk. As I said in the beginning, you kick out intelligent design and what do you get in? A bunch of garbage. Well, now, in all fairness, many people don't consider Darwin's theory garbage. It is considered scientific fact by many people. I wouldn't disparage you for believing in one thing, and I don't think we should disparage other people for what they believe in. They can believe in it, but they're 100% wrong. Well, in your opinion, they are. That doesn't make you right. (laughs) You you look how complicated the body is compared to what Darwin knew. He didn't know how complicated this cell was. I said, even when I was in high school, this cell had three parts. Today, there's billions of parts to every cell, which Darwin had no idea in his day. He didn't realize the complication of life. And he, he said there has to be missing links found from the transition from animal to man. Okay. Dan, we've got to move on. We've got two other. Dan, we've got, Dan, we've got, sorry, we've got two other calls pending and we have a break to take. Uh, We've given you five minutes and that's what we gave the other people and that's uh, the best we can do for you today. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. We have two calls pending, several emails. We'll get to them after we take this quick break. Welcome back to On the Mark. Joe McGranahan with Steve Kushloff. We invite your calls at 1-800-795-9565. Two calls on hold. We'll get to them in a second. Uh, one of our listeners wants to take me to task. WRR says, Joe, please refrain from making up hypothetical mathematics story problems to make a fruitless point. Your comments inflammatory and misleading. You clearly have no understanding of how textbooks are written or selected. Opinions do matter when they are based on facts. Please stop refer- presenting your opinions as a fact. I didn't present it as a fact. I said it was hypothetical. So, sorry, I I, I didn't say it was a fact. But that's the kind of thing that they're objecting to. I've I've read a little bit about it and some of the examples they use. You know what's happening, Joe, with this whole banning books is anything that makes people uncomfortable. And it's not the kids who are uncomfortable. It is it's it's the uh, the parents that are uncomfortable. It is such a shame. We we've talked either on the air or offline about the whole process of, of teenagers wanting to change their gender. And it is something of concern to me and I think also to you. And yet, apparently, uh, a lot of folks out there don't believe that uh, teachers should even be uh, permitted to engage in any kind of discussion with the kids about... Age appropriate. And one of our one of our emailers takes you to task. He said, your co-host Steve revealed the liberal left secret earlier this morning. He said he can't believe that while all the things that are going on in the world, the right worries about LGBTQ and whatever letters I may have missed and what books kids read. That's exactly what the left wants. The people to be distracted by the things the media talks about while they indoctrinate kids with stuff like LGBTQ and this transgender garbage. District, uh, distract, 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 and then before you know it, gay marriage, men competing in women's sports, etc., etc., becomes the norm. This crap that at one time was seen as warped is now viewed as normal and wonderful, but it's actually evil and sickening. If you've got a, a, a person out there between the age of a teenager and they are considering changing their gender 
don't you think there needs to be, uh, whether it's books or teachers or somebody, who can provide some kind of guidance, advice? Yes, and I, age appropriate. Uh, age appropriate. Well, okay. And in this case, we're talking, uh, let's say, a 14 or a 15-year-old but person. Te- but the now, Florida law involves kids, and that's my problem, the Florida law involves kids from kindergarten to fourth grade. Too young. Too young. And I, the only example, and I will keep throwing it out at you, is if if we've got a second grader and they live in a household where there are two men right. or and two who's women. Who's going to sign it if you say daddy signs it? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> We'll I mean, find somebody. Somebody there can sign it. Well, the other thing, Joe, is, you know, television. Let's go back to television. Okay, we have two calls pending. You want to make this point quickly? No, I'll tell you, I'll save it for later. Okay, Joseph, you're on the mark for Milton. Okay, thank you for taking my call. I wanted to talk about uh, the student loan business. Uh, these people go to college to get an education, to get a, a high-paying position in a company or a job or into some field. Am I correct in saying that? Seems reasonable. Yes. Okay, when I got out of the Army, I was a young man, and I uh, went into contracting business. Now, had I borrowed $100,000 or so to get equipment and so forth, uh, and uh, I had a hard time paying it back, would it be okay for the government to uh, wipe my loan out? What is the difference? I went into business to make a living. That's what they're going to college for. Why are they better than I? But you could have, if there was a real severe issue, Joseph, you you could have declared bankruptcy and gotten well, some now, relief. Well, now, they're not declaring bankruptcy. They're going to forgive these loans. Uh, whatever. I mean, I'm just saying there are, there are you know, hoops people yeah, I can... I could declare bankruptcy. I, I understand that. And they, I guess, could, too. But I'm saying the government is going to uh, forgive these loans. They want to do that, and they probably will. And... There, there needs to be, when you've got people who are facing uh, hundreds of thousands in, in debt, which is going to pretty much handcuff them f- through their A self-imposed hardship. A self-imposed hardship. Right. And again... Yeah, I, I, hey, if I borrowed $200,000 to go in business. Right. And, and that was something I chose to do. I'm yes. responsible for that. Right. And your business, your business, uh, not only did it provide a living for your family, but your business also so I am sure made a contribution, uh, contributed to the community. You were another. But what about a doctor? He goes to college to that's be a doctor. That's what I'm saying. Is he not contributing? Absolutely. They're making. You know, what I'm saying is, if you've got people who are pursuing a college degree because they want to have uh, an education that will allow them to uh, fulfill their their capabilities and make a contribution, there needs to be, at the very least, just some kind of assistance relief. Etc. Uh, that that can help them, and I do. I got to do take exception to the idea that people go to college just because they want to come out and get these high-paying jobs. I know one person, a couple people, took out. That, that's, a, that's a privilege and prerogative, but they, they made they took that responsibility. Right. They should pay their bills. I don't know anybody who went to college hoping to come out and find a job that couldn't afford to pay them anything. Well, no. yeah, Joe, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, I know people who took out college loans and they graduated, et cetera, and they got jobs. Not the, and they're not making three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. They're making a, a nice. They're making a, a living. Well, I mean, Joseph, I'm sure you'd agree. What and if Votech was available when you were going to school, probably wasn't back then. There may have been.
in some technical education. But yeah, what, we had, uh, yeah, we had, uh, I come over to Milton from Miffenberg to carpentry school, uh, and, and uh, you know, but... Uh, so you learned a trade. Is, is I want to comment on what uh, something you guys said. I think it was Mark. I'm not sure if it was you or Joe. You said uh, last week or this week uh, something about we haven't evolved that far. I don't know if it was about Russia and Ukraine or something. I else. don't remember that comment, but... Yeah, someone said, one of you guys said, we just haven't evolved that far. <laughs> I, I kind of got a laugh out of that. Uh, what Dan was talking about there, uh, de intelligent design. And then you said, well, uh, he mentioned the Bible, you know, and that Yahweh, you know, intelligent, uh, he, he made man and everything that's in man. And you said, that's a theory. What do you mean that's a theory? That's a fact. Intelligent, well, that you believe it's a fact. Not everybody does. So, I mean, well, Joseph, so again, I, 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 I believe intelligent design, but I'm willing to concede other people don't. And yeah, I don't necessarily you, think yeah, I'm right now. You and I believe that the Bible is the, the word of Yahweh the Almighty, right? I'm, and it's true. How many Bibles are there? There's different versions. Which one are we talking about? King James, Vulgate, which one? Which one is the inspired uh, Word matter. of God? Them, I, they all have the creation story in. They do. Even the Koran. Even the Koran has a creation story in it. So. They believe the Koran has a virgin birth in it. Now that's intelligent design. That's artificial insemination to, in, a, in a respect that the spirit came right. upon the virgin. But there are other, other religions that don't have that tradition don't believe those things. Well, I know that, but they're false. Well, in your opinion, they are. No, they're not. That's a fact. <laughs> no, that's an opinion. You can't <laughs> prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. It, oh, I can. No, you can't. No one can. Well, how, how, how do, how do uh, I prove the existence of God? Just out of curiosity, how do I prove it? Absolutely prove it. I believe it. I can, I can prove it by prophecy. Oh, okay. Hey, listen, we got to move on. I'm sorry, Joseph, but we were out of time for you. Uh, we have two other calls hanging fire, and Tom's been waiting patiently. So, Tom, you're on the mark next. Thanks a lot. Uh, just a, a, a quick question with to Steve and these topics that are coming out are, are great and I have opinions but I just want to focus on what he said about uh, with when the border came up the first time um, and about his point of view that Republicans don't do anything and there's no room for a negotiation and everybody has a this side or that side I just get to focus strictly on the border how uh, how could any person Democrat or Republican say that the border is not a mess and out of control and we have no border and to say that the republicans don't offer solutions i think is incorrect if you if you want a solution uh go back to trump now and and, and let me preface this trump was a nasty uh pain in the butt personally but i agreed with 95 percent of his policies uh, if you go back to what he did, even with the border, the ener energy, Iran, NATO, uh, to pay their debts, a 10-month vaccine, uh, pipelines, low gas prices, whatever. But just go back to his border policy to focus on that. We had the lowest amount of illegal immigrants or people coming across. And for, um, I can't think of the guy's name in charge of the border, Mark Mark. You're talking about Mayorkas, the head of the Homeland much. Security. Uh, yes, to say that you know there, there really, there really isn't a, 
a problem uh, and they need to do this or, or don't need to do this. I just, Steve, how, how do you justify uh, the border being like it is and not being able to, to flip back a switch to four years or five years ago and get this problem back under control and, and reasonable with, without having to go through all these negotiations, how we can do it better, how we can do this. We're doing uh, an open border policy, and it's shameful. No, I, d- I don't think it's... A, for instance, since uh, just March of 2020, more than 1.7 million migrants have been turned back. So to say that it's an open border, uh, I don't how think How many have been let in? Totally. How million, many have been let in? Three million have come across. Right. Okay. So... Go ahead. That would sound more open than closed to me. You know, and the only... Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to correct that. All right. The only policy that I really recall from Trump was, we're going to build a wall. And I don't know that... I mean, there Remember are... Remember stay there, in Mexico? That was and, a policy. Uh, right. And there right. are there are ways to You said the only one you recall was it. one. Now, the only thing... What would really... If anything is going to make any kind of a difference with the border would be some kind of a revamped immigration policy coupled with every kind of appropriate uh, security, including uh, cyber security, including human security. How about a wall? I don't know about a wall, Joe. There's always, you know, any kind of physical obstacle, people find a way to get around it. why not a wall and close up the areas that are like gateways to come in? Well, Why not to continue a wall and allow appropriate places to come in little spots and and so many a day and and the other thing is we have to get the policy out from from the democrats and native people and it come and oh yes they have been saying that but it's i wanted your response i'm sorry for interrupting and if walls don't work why does joe biden have one around his house what do you do? Because around Joe Biden's house, at least, it's all land. What do you do with, with the border in places where it's not a land-based border, it's a water-based That's border? That's where you use the other security right. measures. And, you know, you're going to put a wall right in the middle of the river. I said I you use know, other security yes, I measures you, there. Joe, I know. I tried to just go beyond that. Uh, again, like we discussed yesterday, uh, Biden's administration is, they're developing plans, from what I've read, developing plans, which never makes people happy to manage the mess. They're talking about hiring hundreds. The, the problem is this whole asylum thing. Uh, you've got, uh, from what I read, there are like uh, almost two million cases of people uh, seeking uh, asylum. No, that is not correct. Uh, of the one point, no, no, it's not. It's about, uh, f- I don't know, 400,000 or something. Anyway, it's it's a ton of people that are applying for asylum, and we don't have the capability to hear all their cases or the capability to put them somewhere, keep them somewhere reasonably safe until their case is heard. Tom, we'll give you the last you word. The wise solution to that is to bust them out to different parts of the country, fly them out uh, under darkness to spread them all out and say, now show up in two years. Uh, do you know the percentage, how low that is they're going to show up yeah, and, you know, in I, society? Right. And again, you know, I'm the first to admit it's, it is not 
I don't even want to say it's not perfect because it's, I'm not even sure it's good. But, you know, I tell you, I, I hear about these flights uh, in darkness and planes landing in the dark up in Wilkes-Barre. Um, I haven't been able to find verification of that. I haven't spent a whole lot of time looking into it. Um, we gotta, we got to move on. My question, Stephen, again, uh, forgive me for interrupting, but going away from that, right now, what would be a solution? Because what, whatever they're going to look at, whatever the government's going to try to do, these people are pouring over. Mm. And when they take off uh, uh, number 42, the law to let them right. uh, not to when they it's going to uh, triple and increase. So right now, forgetting about a year of studying this and that, mm. how can you, how can you allow this to go on without? doing something appropriate, whether it's keep them all in Mexico, take them and immediately turn them back, take them on a boat and put them on the other side. What, wh how can that be justified that we're going to fool around for another year we'll and these people are going to pour us? So what, what's the solution? We'll have to let him answer that after the break, Tom. I thank, thank you so okay. much for calling. Really appreciate your call. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Chris, hang on. We'll get to you after the break, which we've got to take right now. Welcome back to On The Mark. We've got two calls pending. Uh, one email that we'll have to read. Actually, we have more than one email, but we'll get to them. But first, Chris has been kind enough to hang on during the break. Chris, good morning. You're On The Mark. Good morning. Uh, to whoever that was that called, what was his name? You remember? Um, I think it was, it was a guy named Joe. Joe, yeah. Joe. Yeah, well... It, he, he named a question. I gave my best off-the-cuff answer. He thinks he's found a few holes in it. I'm not sure how having a lawyer that, uh, that uh, a legal problem that can only be filed with difficulty when you you're not, don't have much money for a lawyer is going to uh, be any solving of the problem. That's off the top of my head, but I'll just let it go. He... I, I said, name a question. I gave an answer to that question. I, he misses the other part about how how is keeping these people in permanent debt going to help America? And I don't think it is. But he can look that up and try to find that out. But there are a lot of people in per, there are a lot welcome, of people in permanent I'm debt. Welcome to it. There are a lot of people in permanent debt, Chris. You know that doesn't mean we're going to all forgive their loans just because they have a lot of debt. No one tells you to run up credit card debt that you can't afford and pay exorbitant interest rates, yet people do it. Do they not deserve to be set free from that debt, too? And they are. No, they aren't. They have to pay it. No, they, or they file bankruptcy. bankruptcy and go home. So that's the way our society should work. You make a contract. No, you that's not the way that a society works. That's how our society does work, except for student loans. Well, he said Thank you, you can. Very much. Okay, now moving on. Well, Joe said you I can file. That was just uh, what I thought of as 
if they want to ask me questions, they can ask if they want to find other facts. But just to call up and say, he doesn't answer any questions. Well, he did say... The statistics say, are all wrong without naming things. Chris... It's just foolish of them. Chris, okay? he, d he did say that he found that you can, under certain circumstances, yes, file for bankruptcy. I just bankruptcy. gave my reply to that, and I haven't looked it up any further, and I don't know anything more than that. Okay? Oh, well, he did. Thank you. He did. He says he does. He says he doesn't quite sure understand it, but let that go, too. Hello? Yeah, we're listening to okay. you. Okay. Now, the Republicans banning books is from libraries in schools because of sexual content. If it's heterosexual sex in the same, is that also kicked out? Or is it only queer sex? I think it's all. I think they they have been uh, looking at books and trying so, to determine what's age appropriate. No more Scarlet Letter, maybe. Well, they've even talked about banning, um, and I don't agree with this. I've said I don't agree with banning books. Yeah. They've talked about uh, not catch well, Catcher in the Rye is always. Rye. But they even talked about um, oh, that classic. Um, yeah, there was one, but I can't remember oh, what it's about. It's my favorite me. movie uh, uh, the, about the Southern uh, lawyer who Atticus Finch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. To kill a mockingbird. Yeah, I mean, obviously anything that stirs black issues or or non-heterosexual, biblically approved sex gets them all in an uproar and they want to ban it. That's not good for America. That's not good for children. That's, that's I don't think they're your religion on everybody else which is what they're trying to do. Are they doing that, or are they trying to make sure that it's taught at an age-appropriate uh, yeah, level? You, know, you, can't talk about, you, can't, you can't talk about uh, implicit bias. Implicit bias is, a, is perfectly real. And you can't talk about race theory without worrying whether you're going to get sued for $10,000 personally. That's just nonsense stuff that they're doing with, with uh, constructed laws that have never been constructed that way about anybody being able to sue. They've done that in places, too. It's a concerted effort. But whereas you can't talk about issues of homosexuality that actually exist in the world, and that's, this should all be age-appropriate. Everybody agrees on that. The age-appropriate thing is just uh, is a non-starter non issue. Make your rules for what's age appropriate. Fine, good. Make them reasonable, good. But uh, not being able to discuss certain things like things that might make people feel upset because uh, their ancestors are being accused of whipping slaves or something. That's just, that's, that's nonsense stuff. That's anti-learning, anti-history. You can teach and, you can teach the, the ills of slavery and the aftermath of Jim Crow laws without assessing blame, can't you? Oh yeah, and but it's it's the feelings. The law was right. it was written. It was anything that makes somebody feel guilty. Or now, feel, isn't that what the left like, does, Chris? That's just nonsense lawmaking. Isn't that what the left does? I mean, they want everybody to feel good. We want everybody to accept what we believe. At times they do, and often I disagree with them on that. Okay. Fair enough. But, but and, and it's just like, how are, how are, for instance, Democrats supposed to feel good about Republicans are doing when the people who are the craziest 
election, Biden election deniers are the ones that are all lying to run for governor and attorney general and election overseers. I mean, uh, it's profoundly anti-American what the Republicans are doing. Well, we're going to have to leave it. Chris, we're going to have to leave it at that. We're out of time and okay. I've got a break. Thanks so much for calling, Chris. Well, Appreciate your call. We on something that was true. Okay. Take care. 1-800-795-9565. We have two calls pending, a couple of emails, and a break to take. We'll be back. In- Welcome back to On the Mark. We got three calls, and we're going to move as fast as we can. Mike from Bloomsburg, you're on the mark. Good morning. Yeah, yes. Uh, it's my opinion that the Democrat apparatus, uh, the media, the United Nations, they are going through a process of funneling as many people from around the world across our southern border as they can in the fastest amount of time that they can get it done. Okay, that, that's my opinion. Now... <clears throat> What I what I what bothers me the most is as a conservative libertarian, I'm often accused of wanting to have my own facts. Well, okay, I'll, I'll take that criticism. But what I want is facts from the Democrat left. What is actually going on? What is the effort to bring people into the United States from foreign countries? Then how are the decisions made as to where they go? How much money is being spent on this? And what are the projected social costs to the tax in the taxpayer cost by bringing in so many non-English speaking people? And as opposed to that, what are the projected benefits? I want the facts from the government because this is being done on purpose in my opinion. And I don't think anybody can refute that because we're going all out to bring as many people as we can into this country from foreign countries. Now, the last thing, and, and also an answer to that, for your friend on the left there, I think he'll maybe have some numbers for me. I, I'm also been told that if Afghan, not Afghanistan, but uh, Ukraine people want to come into this country, they have to have sponsors, okay? That makes them different than the people coming across our southern border. They don't have to have sponsors. So my suggestion is to the Ukrainian people, if you can get into South America and get a free bus ride up to the southern border, you can just walk across like everyone else, I hope. Uh, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. You're saying that this is actually that the Democrats and the United Nations, et cetera, are purposely trying to get as many uh, non-English speaking people into America as possible. Why would that be? Why would they want to do that? Future voters. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm not asking why. I'm just saying I don't know why. All I know is it's happening. If you talk to the people on the ground that are covering this, that their media gets out on sources other than CNN and MSNBC and the rest of them, what they're saying is, from all the indications, is once Biden took over, you know, what they're telling me is last year after Biden got in, they were, their mind was they get to the border, they're getting in. When Trump was in office, their, their mindset was if I get to the border, maybe I'll get in. Now, there's no question in anyone's mind if they can make it to our southern border, they're in. And CNN, it's being reported, and, and from credible sources, that CNN, they broadcast in Spanish all over the world, and, and they're actually providing information as to where the best places to get across the border is, 
and what cities you want to go to, what areas you want to go to, because they're the most conducive to having people with uh, non-English speaking in their in their culture. So. There, there is an effort taking place. Uh, from what I was told, and I mentioned this earlier this week, there's a place called the Darien Pass that is an uh, inhospitable jungle where the British used to train their jungle troops and they even had to pull out of it. It's 60 miles where the uh, uh, North American uh, roadway does not go through. Mike, we've got two, two yeah. other callers. You want okay. to sum- summarize what you're going to say and we ought to move on. Okay, they've made a six-day journey into two-day journey, and they've held up the people only just a day or two. Once they make it through the jungle, they get on buses and they come north. This is all being paid for by somebody. Who's who's paying for all this and why? These are the answers I want. Okay, fair enough, Mike. I appreciate it. Sorry, we have to get the other callers on. Uh, Bob, you're on the mark. Good morning. Good morning. Ukraine is my issue. The United States is every other day is sending eight hundred million dollars over there. Uh, where are the rest of the countries doing? You know, we have people here that are sleeping on the streets, veterans, and all of these all of these people are not provided for, and they're citizens. Why are we Why are we doing all this aid to there? I understand we have to help, but we, why do we have to be the forerunner all the time? And aren't we in an inflation thing? Isn't the money being spent to replace the stuff that he's sending has to be replaced? Won't that increase inflation? I mean, first of all, I, I don't think we're the only ones helping out. I mean, Poland has what? taken in some two million refugees from the Ukraine, and they're providing housing for them and food and taking care of them. You know, other countries are donating arms. The French are donating arms. The British are donating arms. You know, we get reports on our our end what we're doing in this country because we we live here and we have an interest in that. I'm sure the British right. people are hearing reports about what they're doing to support Ukraine, and what the French are hearing what the Macron is telling them what they're doing. So, I mean, we're only hearing part of the story, but I think there are a lot of countries helping them. Okay. Uh, then this border deal. You know, we're letting these people come across here like it's a cattle ranch a stampede, and we're not we're not filtering, we're not checking, and whatever. This is this is going to cause inflation, too. These people have to be fed, clothed, housed, whatever. Um, you know, wh- why are we on this? I, like you said earlier, probably the voters, but there's another thing here going on somehow, and our, our, our Vander, or whatever his name is, said, you know, the border is being controlled now. It's not being controlled. It's a... It's a Bush fire down there coming across. Why? Yeah, more like a wildfire to me, but you know. Dang right. <laughs> well, somebody here had a good example in one of the emails. We first of all they said we got to finish the wall, and then we should install machine gun nests every 500 yards. So maybe that's the answer. Let's just shoot these people. Let's drop some alligators in the river. Or that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't favor shooting people coming across the border illegally, How about but I do favor stopping them. The whole idea that we let them into the country and then say, oh, well, you came in illegally, so come on in. No, we ought to say, I'm sorry, you came across the border illegally, go back across the border. Right, and this is, again, you know, we've, we've tried this and nobody seems too interested. You need some kind of a comprehensive uh, immigration. You know, We have an immigration policy. Well, we we have know, how people apply and how they get right. in and quotas. And I remember when, when when Mitt Romney when Mitt Romney was running for president and the term that he used for sending the people back he thought uh, they would do it on their they would do it on their own 
that the people yeah, right. would uh, send themselves back on their own. Yes, sir. Uh, you wait and watch to see how that works out. Yeah, it didn't exactly. work out real well, does no. it? <laughs> yes, it does it. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate your call. All right, Joe, you wanted one last minute. We'll give it to you. Go ahead. Hey, thank you. Quickly, uh, Chris, this is Joe from Sunbury who called in earlier. Uh, confirming that Judy is right. And in your first answer yesterday, you threw around words like indentured servant. Uh, it's like indentured servitude. And, and that, you don't obviously know what uh, indentured servitude is, which if you knew anything about a little dust-up called the Civil War, 13th Amendment uh, made that illegal, uh, an illegal act in the United States. That's just... But uh, anyhow, the, the, then he says uh, permanent debt. That I don't even know what that is. He throws around words like that. So um, uh, this and his first answer still play on words off the mark. Okay. I'm sorry. We're out of time. Thank you so much, Joe. Finish your thought tomorrow if you want to. Tom says, uh, i got to read this. I second the motion to give Chris 15 minutes at the show's end to clarify and repair all the lies and misinformation from the lunatic right. This, however, is a job that would confuse even Albert Einstein. And trying to correct all the misinformation and lies from the left would require Einstein plus Galileo, Copernicus, and other great thinkers. Only is that, kidding. Is that Steve, the best you got? Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me this week. Really appreciate it, buddy. We'll see you again the next time. Oh, gosh. Uh, Tomorrow, Ben Reitley will be in. So be on the mark tomorrow on WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania.